Welcome to the Love Thy Neighbor Podcast Network. I'm your host, Anthony Wilson, and this week we're going to go deep. Shout out to Aaron Buckshot Beasley, who uh, shot me this question, and so I definitely want to dive into it. I uh, want to talk about books that are mentioned in the Bible, um, but we do not have the original material. And so they are also called the lost books of the Bible. Now, what these are not is that these are not necessarily Apocrypha. Now, some of them may uh, end up being listed under Apocrypha or the term Pseudopigrapha, which means they are under a false name. They're not, uh, the name on the book is not the person who wrote it. We're going to focus on specifically books that are mentioned in the Bible, but have not been found, um, that we don't have the actual books themselves. All right. And so this week, and I'm going to do a series on this, uh, because there's a list of about 22. And so I'm going to go through, uh, maybe five or six, uh, each week for the next couple of weeks so that we can, um, so we can talk candidly about each one. Now, some of these are, man, they're interesting because they're right there in the Bible. And some of them are detailed in scripture. Uh, and we have all the information we need, but they're being categorized as a separate book. And so we're going to talk about that. Um, again, thank you so much for those that are supporting, those that are dropping uh, super chats. Ah, oh, man, is uh, so helpful uh, to our channel. Those that are liking and subscribing, continue to do that. Um, make sure um, if you posted a question and the answer was satisfactory for you, you hit that heart drop something in there. It's a blessing to us. Uh, thank you so much. Let's dive into our subject, uh, the lost books of the Bible. The first one that we're going to look at is called um, the Book of Covenant, the Book of Covenant. And this is found in Exodus chapter 27 or 24 and verse 7, Exodus chapter 24 and verse 7. And he took the Book of the Covenant and read in the audience of the people, and they said, all that the Lord has said, we will do and be obedient. Now, some scholars believe that the book of the covenant is actually Exodus chapter 20 through 23, that that itself is the contents of the book of the covenant. But we don't have any authoritative uh, 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 confirmation of that. There's nothing else in the Bible that tells us exactly what the book of the covenant is. But um, obviously from the title that it is an agreement that is made between Israel and God and the people are agreeing that everything that the Lord says that we're going to do, we're going to be obedient to, to that. And we kind of see that uh, if it starts in Exodus chapter uh, 20 or, or actually chapter 19, probably 20 where the 10 commandments are leading up to chapter 23, uh, we can see that uh, they're agreeing to the terms that God has placed out in front of them. And so that's the book of the covenant. Um, it's mentioned in the Bible, but we do not have uh, a copy of that. There's there's never been a book of the covenant separate from the Bible found. Here's another one, the book of the wars of the Lord. Now, this is also found early on in the Bible. Numbers chapter 21 and verse 14. Wherefore, it is said in the book of the wars of the Lord, uh, what he did in the Red Sea 
and in the brook of Arnon. Now, certain sources believe uh, that this particular uh, book of the wars of the Lord is something that is a, a compilation of various Old Testament uh, passages and and um, accounts of certain events. As you said, you know, he tells of all the things that he did in the Red Sea. So um, either there was more <laughs> to what happened uh, in the Red Sea um, when Moses uh uh, parted the Red Sea or God parted the Red Sea uh, and then the Israelites walked over uh, the um, Egyptians were drowned in the Red Sea that there, there might have been more that happened there or that's the account and they take that particular account and apply it to this overarching account of the book of the wars of the Lord, which is showing God's mighty works um, uh, towards Israel and how he protected them and how he actually did um, do battle for them and win the battle for the Israelites, the book of the wars of the Lord. Now, here's one we're going to have to spend a little time on. You ready for this one? Some of you are tuned in just for this particular one, the book of Jasher, the book of Jasher. Uh, so the book of Jasher is mentioned in two places. The first place is Joshua chapter 10 and verse 13. And the sun stood still and the moon stayed until the people had avenged themselves upon their enemies. Is this not written in the book of Jasher? So the sun stood in the midst of the heavens and hastened not to go down about a whole day. And then we see in 2 Samuel chapter, eight, uh, chapter 1 and verse 18. Also, he bade them teach the children uh, of Judah the use of the bow. Behold, it is written in the book of Jasher. Now, the book of Jasher is very controversial because there is about five different versions of this book. There is a modern version that is a forgery uh, by a man named uh, Alcuin, A-L-C-U-I-N. He's an 18th century scholar. Um, who basically forged this book, right? Um, then you have uh, another more recent book called the Book of Jasher, which is science fiction. It is totally fantasy. And it's by a writer named Benjamin uh, Rosenbaum. Benjamin Rosenbaum. This book is a complete work of fiction. It's a, 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 the latest version. But there's another by the same name and it's called by many the pseudo jasher the pseudo jasher and there's that term pseudo which means false name right while written in hebrew it is also not the book of jasher uh that is mentioned in the bible because this book the pseudo jasher wasn't written till after 625 a.d <laughs> so you know uh, samuel and joshua they're all bce they're all they're all before they're all before the common area era, um, thousands of years before uh, this particular book. Then you have another book um, by the rabbi Sefer HaYashar, uh, Sefer HaYashar. And he writes um, a book of Jasher, but he doesn't claim that it's the original book of Jasher. Um, in the end, we must conclude, conclude that the book of Jasher um, is lost that we don't have it. Now, a lot of people struggle with this because they're like, well, uh, what about the book of Jasher? What about the book of Jasher? 
And uh, obviously, it's an interesting read. It actually takes from the original Torah and adds into it, along with other things that uh, uh, were taught at that time, like you said, to teach uh, the children of Judah the way of the bow. And so uh, obviously that was a, uh, a weapon that they used and they were being taught that from the book of Jasher. But we do not have um, the original book of Jasher, no matter what anybody says. And do your research. You can check it out. But we have versions of it. We have forgeries of it. We have fantasies of it. Um, but we do not have the original book of Jasher. So that particular book, if you're reading it, um, enjoy the reading, but it is not the word of God. It is not to be used as a means to get closer to God or grow in your spiritual walk with the Lord. All right. Um, let's look at a couple more. Uh, and, and I want you to take some time and research what I'm saying. So I'm gonna make these these uh, episodes a little bit shorter, just so you can go and look up the things that I'm talking about, right? And then uh, hopefully you'll have questions before I do the next uh, installment so that I can include those into the installment. So please interact with me on this. Ask your questions. Give me your objections. I'm fine with that. Um, this is a live premiere on YouTube. So the chat is open so you can go in and type in uh on youtube uh the your objections if you're listening to this on podcast uh you can definitely reach out to me at love thy neighbor uh, uh at yahoo.com and you know how i spell love thy neighbor l-o-b-e-t-h-y-n-a-y-b-o-r and so you can reach out to me there or just comment i mean it's important that we engage if there's any questions or comments that you have i'm gonna move on to another uh, obscure uh, book that is found uh, that are mentioned in the Bible, but it's it's we don't have this uh, have this book, and it is the Law of the Kingdom or the Manner of the Kingdom, um, and it is First Samuel chapter ten and verse twenty five. Then Samuel told the people the manner of the kingdom, and he wrote it in a book and laid it up before the Lord. And Samuel sent all the people away, every man to his house. And so this manner of the kingdom of law, law of the kingdom was something that Samuel wrote that most uh, scholars believe included the rules of the king, the king being the vice regent of the Lord's kingdom on earth. He's the visible king of the kingdom of God on earth. He had rules that he had to follow and the prophets had rules in relating to the king and uh some say it might have included um the history of the first king you know uh, saul the benjamite and so uh this is something that is mentioned in our bible but we don't have a copy of it we don't have the actual um law of the kingdom or manner of the kingdom which is found in first samuel uh chapter 10 and verse 25 um, last one i'm going to give you is a combination of three it is the book of Samuel the seer, Nathan the prophet, and Gad the seer. <laughs> okay, you ready for this? First Chronicles chapter 29 and verse 29. Now the acts of David the king, first and last, behold, they are written in the book of Samuel the seer, and in the book of Nathan the prophet, and in the book of Gad the seer. So these particular books, what is believed about them is that they've been engulfed into 
uh, the the books of history, first and second Kings, first and second Samuel, first and second Chronicles. These are all books of history, and they give you history of of the kingdom, the kings, and the kingdom. And so these books were probably absorbed into the Chronicles, into the Kings, into the books, uh, the book of Samuel. And so there's not a separate book because the accounts that you're looking for are found in this particular, uh, in our Bible already. And so we're just getting this thing kicked off. Um, we've got a lot of more to give you. I <laughs> uh, can't wait to get into some of the others that we're going to talk about, especially in the Old Testament, the Acts of Solomon, you know, the uh, Shemaiah, the prophet, Edu, the seer. And th there's there's so many books. Like I said, there's about 22. And so if I can give you maybe five or six per week, uh, and then you can go do your research and come back with some feedback. Let's talk about it. Let's get into it. Let's, uh, you know, uh, dive in deeper. You may have some questions. If there's a specific book that you have a question about, drop it in the chat, send me a message, and I will put that book to the top of my list and we'll talk about that one. Because like I said, I, I have, a, I have a, a, a large list of them. And so we can definitely dive into it. Um, I pray that this blesses you as we start this series. I will be doing a lot of individual series. Check out my Wednesday word study. Uh, we're going to be doing a Wednesday word study. And I have uh, some other segments that we're going to be doing. So you're going to be seeing me a lot. Uh, more than just once a week or every now and then, because I have so much product to get out, so many studies to get to you. Uh, remember, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. God bless you. You're watching the Love Thy Neighbor Podcast Network. Hey, God bless you. This is Anthony, the host of the Love Thy Neighbor Podcast Network, and I'm bringing you something new for 2023, and it is the Wednesday Word Study. And so every Wednesday, I'm going to bring you a word from the Bible, and we're going to look up the original language, and we're going to share just a snippet of how to use this word and why a word is important. This first word of 2023 is the word revelation, revelation. And we're going to be coming from uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 9 and 10 for context. It says, but as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard, nor have it entered the heart of man, the things which God has prepared for those who love him. God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. This term here. Uh, God has revealed it. The word reveal there, apocalypto. It is made up of two Greek words. The first one uh, is 57 or uh, 575, ap apo, which is away from, and 2572, calypto, to cover. The word itself, apocalypto, 601 in your strongs, properly uncover, reveal what is hidden, uh, veiled or obstructed especially its inner makeup 
I like that because a lot of times we need to see what's happening inside of something. We want to know what's deep inside of it. As he says, he reveals even the deep things of God figuratively to make plain or manifest, particularly what is immaterial or invisible. This is important because when it says eyes haven't seen, ears haven't heard, neither has it entered in the heart of man, the things that God has prepared for those who love him, it is you're going to need revelation to find out what those things are because those things are immaterial. They're invisible. They're not tangible. They're not temporal. They're not uh, uh, material things that will vanish, that will uh, dissolve with the using. These are things that are deep hidden within the heart of God. Uh, this is used of God revealing things to men that are unknown by intimacy with Christ, by his word, and his acts or by the Holy Spirit. This is interesting because intimacy with Christ comes through studying the word of God. When you study to know God, not to just get answers to questions, not just to get information, but to know God, he reveals to you the deep things, the things that you can't know, except he revealed them to you. Um, when you get into God's word, he begins to show you things amazing things that you couldn't see before. When you study the life of Jesus and what he did, you find out things about Jesus and <clears throat> what his life meant and what God was doing through the life of Jesus. And then, of course, by the Holy Spirit, by resting in his presence, the Holy Spirit begins to reveal things to us. Uh, the Bible says in Romans chapter 8, uh, and verse uh, 14, that those that are led by the Spirit of God, these are the children of God. It goes on to say that we have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but we received the spirit of adoption, whereas we cry out, Abba, Father, for the Spirit himself bears witness to our spirit that we are children of God. And so that's that revelation power that comes through intimacy with Christ. There's this word, Urano, uh, 2045 in your strongs, which means to search to examine into something that the spirit himself examines or searches all things to show you all things to reveal to you the things of God. And so I want you to seek revelation when you're studying, seek revelation when you're spending time alone. Let the Holy Spirit reveal to you the deep things of God. Stay away from the material or temporal things. Let God reveal to you the immaterial, the visible, the invisible things, the things of the spiritual realm, so that you can see that your walk with God is so much bigger, so much deeper than just the things of this world. I pray that this, uh, uh, this word study uh, Wednesday be a blessing to you. Our word this week, revelation, go and seek the revelation of the Lord. God bless you. Remember to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. God bless. If you enjoyed this video, like, subscribe, and share this content with others. Thanks for watching. God bless.